Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to yet another intoxicating, edifying, and may I say, riveting episode of Talking Lamar. This time, we're talking about Griselda Blanco, a.k.a. the Godmother, the Black Widow, the scariest, most powerful woman to ever run a drug cartel. And it just so happens Netflix is running a six-episode series called Griselda, starring Sofia Vergara. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. Her full name is Griselda Blanco Restrepo, and she was born in Cartagena, Colombia. And she and her mother, Anna Restrepo, moved to Medellin when she was three years old. And this exposed her to a criminal lifestyle at a very early age. The little shanty town that she grew up in, they had such a high murder rate that children would actually pass the time on the streets by digging holes for the bodies that littered the roads. Good Lord. I mean, that's some bad stuff. Now, yeah. when she was 11 years old, she went with a group of friends to a wealthy village close by, and they kidnapped a 10-year-old boy from a rich family. The boy was held hostage as Blanco tried to obtain ransom money from his family. The family would not give up the cash. So Griselda took a gun and shot him between the eyes. 11-year-old girl killing a 10-year-old kid. Violence followed her for the rest of her life till the very, very end. Griselda ran away from home at the age of 14 after being repeatedly assaulted by her mother's boyfriend. She survived on the streets by becoming a pickpocket and a prostitute. She married Carlos Trujillo, and they had three sons. Blanco killed him and fled Medellin uh, all the way to Miami. She never hid her criminal ways from her sons. She wanted them to follow in her footsteps. Hmm. In the early 70s, she immigrated to Queens, New York, with her second husband, Albert Bravo a cocaine smuggler for the Medellin cartel. They started dealing cocaine to Hollywood-type stars and top athletes in New York and all this, and their success put her on the FBI's radar. So she moved 
to Miami. It was the right move, and it was at the right time because she soon had a monopoly over the whole deal. When she was at the top of her game, she was bringing in $80 million a month. Whoa. In, ni- in 1975, she found out that Bravo was stealing from her. So they got into a deadly gun battle. She had only a pistol. He had a Uzi submachine gun. When it was all over, Bravo and six of his bodyguards were dead. (gasps) And Griselda Blanco walked away with a minor gunshot wound. This is a bad mama. I'm telling you. That is just amazing. (laughs) By this time, she had 600 people on her payroll. And they were all loyal. She earned the nickname Godmother and Black Widow. When you're bringing, now think about this. This is they were bringing this in. When you're bringing in three thousand and four hundred pounds of cocaine into the yeah. United States every month, you've got yeah. to be creative to keep from getting caught. Oh yeah. Selda Blanco developed her own line of underwear with secret compartments to stuff the drugs into. She opened up her own manufacturing facility to make bras and girdles and all this stuff that would hold cocaine. That's how they got it here. Dang. Yeah. I mean, you know, things were a lot easier, I'm sure, back then, but they were still checking yeah. the drugs. You know? Yeah, they were. So, oh, yeah. During yeah. that and, period, and you so bet she, they were. She, she used a lot of her contacts from prostitution to uh, bring the stuff in. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. We're talking about the godmother of the drug trade. Now, her third husband, Dario Sepulveda, Sepulveda was the father of her youngest son. She named uh, him Michael Corleone after the third no, son no. of the Mafia Don in the movie. Huh. Yes, the Godfather. The, the was Godfather. Favorite movie. Yeah. 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 And Blanco reportedly had eight women killed because she thought they might have slept with Dario mm. so, in the past. In the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Say, 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 kidnapped Michael during a big custody disagreement that they had. So Griselda paid to have Sepulveda murdered, and Michael was returned to her. What was he thinking? What? Was I know. He I thinking? know it. He's going to be mean, the one know. that that skates on that. Yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah. Go ahead. You're married to her, and you're going to kidnap her kid. <laughs> No way. Her kid. Yeah. Oh, no at, way. At the, at the peak of her power, she had a net worth of two billion. And this is two billion in the 80s. Okay? Right. That's a lot of money. That's a lot right. of money in the 80s. Griselda loved and bought rare and expensive items. She allegedly owned a pearl necklace that belonged to Eva Perón a former first lady of Argentina, and right. she had a tea set that belonged to Queen Elizabeth II. Mm. 
she Blanca was living a life of absolute comfort and luxury. But this life is not without its enemies. And one of those enemies was Pablo, the king of cocaine, Escobar. He yeah. started to invade her territory, and he soon became her biggest threat. Everyone else in the business wouldn't touch her. They were terrified of her. But Escobar, he wanted the business. And by 1975, Griselda uh, Blanco and Pablo Escobar, they were at war. They wanted each other dead. They both sent their assassins to kill the other one. They, they made multiple attempts to kill each other. Escobar, at this point, he had the upper hand in the battle because he was the leader of the world's strongest cartel. So he had unlimited resources. Now, in February of 1985, Blanco was arrested in her home by the DEA, and she was charged with conspiring to manufacture, import, and distribute cocaine. She was found guilty, and she was sentenced to 15 years in prison. And while she was serving the sentence, she was additionally charged with three counts of first-degree murder by the state of Florida. The prosecution made a deal with one of Blanco's most trusted hitmen. Jorge Ayala uh, agreed to testify that she had ordered him to carry out the killings. But the case took a very shocking U-turn that actually saved her life. Ayala, it's hard to say, Ayala, he had begun to have a phone sex relationship with two secretaries at the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office. <laughs> oh, God. I, Char- I see why this is a movie. This is oh, unbelievable. He couldn't write it this good. See, this, see, this it. is what I'm saying. This, uh, so much of this is not in the movie. The movie, yeah. is, I mean, this is, this is crazy. Now, he's doing this whole sex phone call with these people. He's also getting the, the ladies. They would also cash money orders that he sent to him. Now... It's strongly believed that Ayelia purposely sabotaged himself as a witness so that he wouldn't be murdered by one of Blanco's henchmen. And, you know, that makes perfect sense because you know she was going to come get him. She was going to come get him. Now, the actual number of murders for which Blanco is responsible has been disputed over the years. But most people have pegged the potential victim count at more than 200. Wow. Although she was only convicted of three of those murders. And the details of the slayings that put her behind bars all come from her former hitman. Uh, One of the most shocking was the murder of a two-year-old boy, Johnny Castro, who was in the car with his father, Jesus Chucho Castro. Blanco had ordered the killing of Chucho because he had disrespected her son, Michael. Oyelia told the police at first, She was really mad because we missed the father. But when she found out we had gotten the son by accident, she said she was happy that now they were even. Think about that. She was happy. As cold as it could be. In 1998, Blanco pleaded guilty to three counts of second-degree murder and was sentenced to 20 years in prison to run concurrently. Now, uh... Griselda was not happy about sitting behind the bars, so she came up with an elaborate plan to get her freedom. According to the New York Post, she intended to send her foot soldiers in the cartel to kidnap 
John F. Kennedy Jr. And she figured that a promise of a safe return of him could be negotiated if she was allowed to walk free. Now, that's that's planning. That's a dream, too, though. What happened with that? Yeah, that was never going to happen. Nothing ever came of Blanco's plan. It just didn't work. But in 2002, Blanco, a lifelong smoker who had struggled with her weight, she suffered a heart attack in prison. In 2004, in light of her continuing health issues, she was granted a compassionate release from prison and deported to Medellin. And Blanco created the method of killing her enemies while being on a motorcycle. She would send her uh, hitmen out, and they would ride up, shoot the intended target, and then take off before anybody could really realize what was going on. They've got a helmet on. Nobody can see who they are. you know. And it worked so well that her rivals adopted the same technique. After Griselda Blanco was released from prison, her son Michael revealed that she had become a born-again Christian. Then, ah! on... <laughs> I mean, salvation. it's great. I didn't see that salvation one coming. Is, <laughs> salvation is for everyone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm not saying. Everyone. I understand. Did you get but a little holy moly, there, Bob. <laughs> Boy, a little bit is right. You, you, before you go on, and this is fascinating. Before you go on, you know, you said that uh, she originated this thing with the uh, assassins on the motorcycles going up to a car, you know, killing a guy and then taking off. And then the um, um, other side of the coin, the uh, her enemies start doing the same thing. Have you not seen that same scene in Hollywood movies? I, oh, I can't remember played, which this, ones. She invented it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's played out in every, every movie. Every movie uses it. Every movie uses it. I mean, every one of them. I mean, you know, um, so uh, there, her and her, her and her daughter, or daughter-in-law, are in um, Medellin. They're in Medellin, and her daughter-in-law is pregnant. They go into a uh, butcher shop and they buy a hundred and fifty dollars worth of meat. A middle-aged man got off a motorbike, walked up to Blanco on the street, shot her twice, then he walked back to his motorcycle and drove away. One of the witnesses at the scene said. He was a professional. It was a vengeance from the past. As Blanco lay dying on the ground, her daughter-in-law placed a Bible on her chest. Blanco was 69 when she died, and she had finally fallen victim to the same violence that she had visited to so many others. What a story. Um, what a psychopath. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. 11, yeah. oh, I mean, th- yeah. there's one shock after another, and you told that very well, by the way, one shock after another in her story. And again, uh, Sofia Vergara uh, stars uh, as she in, in the, uh, yeah, in the current movie with the Netflix. There's been a few more movies made. Oh, yeah. Uh, Is that J-Lo, right? J-Lo did one. And um, J-Lo played her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I love is you take beautiful Hollywood actresses and you go, oh, we've got to make her look like this woman. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have right. any average looking actresses. We have to get a really pretty one to look like this. You know, you're exactly yeah. right. You're exactly right. It seems wrong. But uh, uh, there's one shock after another with her life story. The, the, you know, oh, I, yeah. I didn't think I could be more shocked than being the girl was, what, 11 years old and she shot a 10-year-old yeah. or something like that? Ten-year-old. Murdered at, at the age she of 11? She was raised 11? in it. She was raised, yeah. but you got to yeah. remember her. You got to remember she is going up against 
all of these macho and in that society in in the uh, Colombian and Hispanic, you know, it's a big macho society. And oh yeah. For them to have a woman come in and right. tell them what's going to happen, they just don't want to go for it. But once she starts killing them, sooner or later they figure it out. And they are, said are you, that she are you was not so surprised? Are, are you not surprised that they let her out of jail at all, even though she had yes, even though she had I, cancer? I was a little surprised I, that, at that one. Why we? Would I do don't that. know that she. I don't know that she had earned compassionate leave. I mean, how, yeah. what compassion did she ever show anyone? I know. I mean, you know, I know. but but, but they we, said, we can't they, become them. We have to show compassion sometimes, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But one of the interesting things that I read about her was, like, she had, at one time she had six hundred people following her, loyal followers, and they said that she, her personality she could convince people. I mean, those people that were following her, they were the downtrodden. They were the people mm-hmm. that had nothing. And she promised mm-hmm. them that she would take care of them. She promised them that she would take care of their families. All she required was their loyalty. And she demonstrated it. And she did. She took care of their families and she took care of all these people and they followed her. And, and I got to tell you, Vergara's, uh, characterization of this she is unbelievable on the netflix show i mean she's uh, and if 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 i hadn't told you who it is and you didn't know and you turned it on you would not think it was her they do prosthetics on her face on her nose they put fake teeth in uh she she does a great job this this right here proves that she don't just do comedy she can do a lot of things because this was a big deal for her to do this. That's and something. I'm telling you, yeah. it's, not, it's not one you want to, if you've got Netflix, you, you really, really, you don't want to miss it. You really Now, don't. it's obviously very, very violent, though. Some people are uh, sensitive oh, to that. Violent. The language is horrible. I mean, it's 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 a tough, tough, it's a tough, tough thing if to watch. If it's the people who did Narcos, I remember I, I oh, yeah. when I watched Narcos on Netflix, I had to take a break from it every once in a while. There was so much violence yes. on it. And it's but, so dark. So, so dark. But it, but it was based in fact. So, yeah, things really were that violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do, the, the, do, the yeah. Without, without giving it away completely, uh, does the movie sort of end like her life sort of ended? No, it's it's not. They they don't follow it like what I've just told you about her life. This is yeah. facts from you know real stuff and whatever. They Hollywood right. it up some, but mm-hmm. I just don't know that they show her quite as bad as what she, I mean. She was bad. I mean, she was bad. But you know, right. the they story may, is the story. They may have thought that they had to make her a somewhat sympathetic character so people would indeed watch it. If she was just bad, people might not be interested. Yeah, yeah but these yeah. days people love the true crime stuff so much and follow these um, killers and murderers of children and See, all, and they get big ratings. I think people, I don't know, I think people have series, become hardened. Though, what they do, what they do in the series is they show her as a mother of three kids, which she was. She's actually a mother of four. But she was a mother of three kids, and it shows her, you know, having to leave Medellin and, and, and coming over, and she's struggling mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And so you're like saying, well, I hope this works out for her because her kids and whatever. And then when she tries to do something, all the men are just horrible and whatever, and you, and you get on mm-hmm. her side. But now as you watch this, 
and you sort of see her make that turn from kill him, got to kill him, kill them all, kill them yeah. all. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you start seeing that. It's like watching, like we've always said, when you watch The Sopranos, about right. every fifth or sixth episode, they have to do something to remind you he's a bad it's a, guy. He's a psychopath. Would yeah, he's a psychopath. a psychopath. Would you want to marry her? And the, 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 the ceremony is till death yeah. do us part. Well, that's that's why she was called the Black Widow, because she killed all three husbands she had. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If I'm the third yeah. one, I'm walking the line, baby. I'm walking the line. <laughs> If I if I'm the fourth one, whatever side of the bed she wants to sleep on, you woo, got it, honey. Woo, it's yours. Woo. Yeah. yeah. What can I get? For? I don't leave that seat up. I do not leave that <laughs> yeah. seat up. Yeah. Oh, never. <laughs> don't do that. It's, it's not yeah. happening. All right. Well, that will wrap up another exciting episode. Thank you for spending some of your valuable time with us. We really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back for the next episode. Please do, because. You know, I hate a quitter. See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry Podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.